0: Usually in business, you know, we see a gap and then we move to fulfill it. That's our niche, that's the market, and that's how we make Mm -hmm. the money. Mm -hmm. But in the same way, we can apply that to a kingdom mindset. If we see a gap in the business world as business people, just like a charity would, between what society has to offer and what heaven's standards are, if the Lord has revealed this gap to you, he might just be calling you to stand in the gap and fill it and be the bridge between society and the Lord.
1: This is Stuttering Your Way to Success with Eric Weir. And today I have a very special guest, Hope Harvard. Uh, Hope has become a friend, and I've learned so much about her. I wanted you to learn about her, too. She's done everything from working in the Trump West Wing. She's won Miss South Carolina Teen, and she has a cosmetic brand. So I just wanted to, to hear more about it and to tell our viewers, first of all, what was it like working in the West Wing at, what, 21 you started doing that?
0: Yes. So I actually started as an intern, and it's really funny how I got there. I applied to the internship the night before the application was due. I remember I had never written a memo before and I had to call my friend, my pageant interview coach actually, and be like, how do I write a memo and what, what am I going to write this memo on? Well, I was waitlisted, mm. be- probably because I turned it in the night that it was due. Sure. And I got a call two weeks before, and they asked me if I still wanted it. It was in the office that I wanted and working for Sarah Sanders to come no work in way. her office. No
1: Fantastic.
0: So I said, absolutely. I'd never been to D.C. before, so my mom and I went up, and we lived in a hotel. And while I went to work, each day she would walk around D.C. looking for me an apartment to live in for the rest of the summer because wow. we had no clue what we were doing. Sure. So that's how I got in. That's how I got my foot in the door. But I, I worked really hard that summer and they offered me a position in the Office of Communications, again, working for Sarah Sanders and Mercedes Slap. And, you know, I could talk on and on about the different things that I did, which were all incredible. It was just the best experience of my life to get to serve my country and to get to walk through those gates every day. It was a pinch me Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity moment every single day. Sure. Every sure. morning that I got up, I didn't have to go to work, I got to go to work. Um, but one of my favorite memories that I like to share with the president is the very first time that I met him, Senator Lindsey Graham introduced us to each other, and the president looked at me and he asked me my opinion. And I was 21 years old. I was a junior (laughs) staffer, and I tried to deflect the question back to the senator. I said, you know, maybe you should ask the senator. He's the expert on this. And he said, no hope. I want to know what you think. And to which I gladly told him. I'm a very opinionated girl. Right, right. Um, And, you know, he appreciated it. And so I would have never thought that the president of the United States, Donald Trump, would want to know my opinion as some little girl who had waltzed in there that morning, you know, he didn't know that I really didn't know what I was talking about, but I gave him my opinion anyway. So wow. Wow. he really did have a good heart. He wanted me to enjoy my job and get the most out of it.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. And, and, and it didn't stop there for you. You, you, you seem to do so, so, some more things in politics. So t- t- tell me more about that.
0: So with the change of administration, I moved home to South Carolina. I needed to get out of the swamp for a little while, and I took a position working for the governor and lieutenant governor in South Carolina. And it was actually while I was working with them that I asked God one night for another opportunity to get to serve my country while serving him. Mm-hmm. And I cried really hard that night. I, I was very upset that I had to leave D.C., that I didn't get to retain my position in the mm-hmm. White House, not that I wanted to continue working for President Biden, Mm -hmm. But I I wanted my president to be there for sure. Mm -hmm. And so coming home to South Carolina, I was in a very defeated state of mind. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the country was at that time anyways. And so I I cried really hard. I asked him for another opportunity to get to serve him. I asked him for direction. And I went to sleep that night with a wet pillowcase for all my tears that I had cried. And I woke up the next morning and I sat up straight in the bed and Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to start a makeup line inspired by women of the Bible. It was like... While I was sleeping, God had just sent his little angels down to do doot, doot doot in my mm-hmm. mind, like mm-hmm. a divine download. Wow. And I... I went downstairs, my mom was making her coffee, and I was like, I'm going to start a makeup line inspired by a woman of the Bible. And she's like, that's great, honey. Let's go for a power walk. (laughs) And on that power walk, I talked for 45 minutes straight, just pouring out idea after idea of connecting a woman's story of the Bible with Mm. a different type of cosmetics. So, you know, for those of you listening or watching, we have different pieces of makeup that connect each little detail back to something from a woman's story. Like Rahab is a very easy one to connect because she had a red scarf that she let down over Mm. the side of the wall of Jericho. Mm. It was her first act of faith when Mm. no one in the city of Jericho was believing in God, but she was the only one, and that brilliant, bold red scarf that she let down over the side of the wall of Jericho was used as a signal to the Israelite army, but I also think that it was used as a signal of her faith in God. It was the first step that she took to really tell God, I'm going to believe in you when no one else does, even when I haven't in my past, too. And so she has a red lipstick. Mm. Hannah has a highlighter because the Bible says that after she prayed that her face was radiant. It literally uses the word radiant. She went Mm. from being downcast and saddened because she didn't have a baby yet to pouring out her heart for God. And then before she ever even had her prayer answered, just because she had poured herself out to the Lord, he lit her back up from within and made Mm. her face radiant. So that's, you know, a little highlighter you can put on your cheeks to give you a little bit of a glow. Mm -hmm. And then Lydia has purple eyeshadow. She has a purple eyeshadow palette Mm -hmm. filled with Mm -hmm. lavenders and plums because the Bible said that she sold purple fabric. She was the first documented convert to Christianity and the first documented baptism too. Wow! And she started the first church.
1: No way! Wow,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we've given that a lot of thought. So, so when and I, you told me a story, you were flying across the country and you were struggling with, uh, uh, I guess, a color and how, representation. So, tell me that story.
0: So, I haven't announced this product yet, but I'll just go ahead and spill the beans here. I was struggling to come up with how I was going to create a black eyeliner mm-hmm. because black in the Bible, you know, I've done my best to connect the colors back to a story, back to the stories, Um, like I just explained. And I couldn't figure out how I was going to do black, because Mm -hmm. black is death, and it's sin, and it's darkness. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I wasn't going to represent That in my makeup line is something that was beautiful. But I realized that God still created the color black because he created everything. So I knew that there was going to be a way through it. And I had prayed for months about this, knowing that I had to have a black eyeliner because that's a staple piece of makeup that basically every woman has in her makeup bag. I was flying out for New Year's to go ski with my friends in Breckenridge, and I was looking out the window as we flew over the mountains, and all of a sudden I remembered Mount Sinai and the story behind it. Mount Sinai is where God came to give Moses the Ten Commandments, and the entire top of the mountain was consumed with his presence, his fire, the Mm -hmm. light, his glory, and that's why when Moses came down the mountain that his face was um, radiant, it literally glowed. He had to cover it with a veil for the rest of his life because he had seen God, and that Mm -hmm. reflected back on him so because of the fire that came down with God Mm -hmm. the top of the mountain was literally on fire and to this day the top of Mount Sinai is still charred black and the rest of the mountain is colorful but the top where God's presence was is still black to this day so our eyeliner is going to be called Sinai to remind people that there is proof on earth that God exists
1: Wow, that's great. That's great. You're obviously a person of faith, and you integrate your your faith into your your your, your brand. Uh, have you ever gotten overwhelmed and wanted to quit?
0: There are days when it's really hard to overcome my own deficiencies of like what we met about. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a businesswoman, and I cannot do math to save my life. Heck, I can hardly even count my own inventory some days sure. without getting distracted with ADHD crazy things. Mm-hmm. But Honestly, no. I think, well, one, I'm very determined, and I refuse to give up. I'm not Mm going to let the devil have this business, and I'm Mm -hmm. not going to let him convince me that I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm certainly not going to let myself convince Mm -hmm. me either Mm -hmm. that I can't do it. Um, And I think that doing this for the Lord gives me the push and the drive to continue going, because I'm not working for myself. I'm not doing this. I'm certainly not starting a business for the money of it. I still Mm -hmm. live with my parents (laughs) so that I can own my own business at 25. but I think that having the Lord and advancing the kingdom as my motivator has kept me in line and kept me going.
1: Who are your role models?
0: For this one, I have to go with my grandmother. So, mm-hmm. my grandmother, I call her Gigi. Mm-hmm. She raised me, she taught me how to love the Lord, she taught me how to love makeup. She was a very glamorous woman. You know, when I think of Gigi, I immediately smell Sebastian hairspray and Estee Lauder perfume. Mm-hmm. That's just what you think of Mm -hmm. when you think of her. But she was also my greatest encourager, and she instilled in me a love for encouraging other people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she used to say things like start each day with five – fingers on one hand and give five compliments out throughout the day and transfer them to the other hand. So when you put one, your thumb down, you put one finger up and you go throughout the day and then you've Mm -hmm. given out five compliments. That's just something simple for her. Mm -hmm. But she passed away when right Mm -hmm. before I worked at the white house, actually, I think Mm -hmm. working at the white house was almost like a little rainbow from the Lord, because I got the call um, for to, they didn't even really make me interview for the position. They just said, Hey, do you want to come work? And the White House again? And I was like, yeah, actually, I do. Um, And so I was literally in the hospice room with her when I got that call. It was like God Uh, was telling me uh. he was going to take care of me now in the way that my grandmother used to. And so... She's represented in Hope Beauty through the Blue Butterfly logo that we have. My mom wrote a poem for her called, My Mother's Eyes Are Like Blue Butterflies. And it talks mm-hmm. about how her love was reflected through her eyes, how she told mm-hmm. us stories, how she raised us to love Jesus. And mm-hmm. I'm the only grandkid out of eight grandkids that has her blue eyes. Oh, and wow. it is such a special treat. It's bond that we shared. And her last words to me were, I am Blue Butterfly Senior, you are Blue Butterfly Junior.
1: Oh that's great. That's great. How did winning Miss how did winning Miss South Carolina Teen impact your life and what were some, some did you just walk me through that and what that was like?
0: It was honestly the training ground that I needed to be able to succeed in politics and to be able to do things like this podcast, to public speak and to go on TV. I've been on Fox News, on national television in front of millions and millions of people mm-hmm. worldwide. And the only reason I could do that was because Because of Miss South Carolina Teen and the training that we received through interview, you know, most girls or people think of pageants and they go, oh, those girls are so stupid. They think of that one girl who just flubbed her question on stage. um, And that's just immediately what their mind goes to. But really in Miss South Carolina Teen, especially in the Miss America program, Mm -hmm. which is what Miss Miss South Carolina Teen was a part of, you have to do talent. So I trained 20-plus hours a week when I was in high school for dance. And so my talent Mm -hmm. at Miss South Carolina Teen was a point dance. I danced a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. (laughs) And it was the most fun I've ever had getting to do that dance. I should also add in here that my mom owned a dance studio and was a dance teacher. So she was like uh, a a very rigid coach. I used to... um, joke at her for saying, do it again, Hope, do it again, Hope. But Mm -hmm. it was because I did it again so many times that I won talent too um, at the pageant. So it it trained me to be a well-rounded woman. It trained me to succeed scholastically because I knew that I had to learn some time management skills, Mm -hmm. even at just age 15. Mm -hmm. It taught me how to have a real job because I was paid to be Miss South Carolina teen. Mm -hmm. And I think most of all, it gave me these interviewing skills from the 10-minute mm-hmm. interview that I had with mm-hmm. the judges, the public speaking skills. It gave me the confidence that I needed to go speak with adults. Most teenagers don't get that. Even with you know just a normal job, waitressing or working at Chick-fil-A, you don't get sure. that confidence. You need to mm-hmm. go speak to a room of adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is what allowed me to have full confidence running a room and running a meeting with the President of the United States and world leaders. I could walk in there with full confidence knowing that I knew what I was doing and that I could do it. And if I didn't know what I was doing, I could fake it till I make it. Because that's (laughs) at the end of the day, that's also what pageants teach you. But in addition to all of that training, I also won savings bonds and scholarships. So they helped pay for my time at Clemson University. And then I won these savings bonds, which as I allowed to mature, I, I knew that I would put them away for something. I just didn't know what it was. And so when I started Hope Beauty after coming home from D.C., totally just devoid of any funds because I'd spent them all on. Um, D.C. city rent, Right. I was able to use those savings bonds as my very first investment into Hope Beauty. So Miss South okay. Carolina is truly the reason for my success.
1: Wow. Oh, well, fantastic. Um, what motivates you today?
0: The Lord. Honestly, I, mm-hmm. just like I said, I'm, I'm not doing this for myself. I had chosen a career in politics and he pulled me out of that arena to go tell the world that he finds his daughters altogether lovely and to truly encourage women. I get testimony after testimony daily on Instagram of, te- of women telling me, I never thought that I was beautiful. I had this one woman send me a long message and she literally detailed out each part that she hated about herself. She said, I wow. hated my nose, I hated my cheeks. I thought that my curly hair was ugly and frizzy so I used to wear hoods to school mm. on her jackets. Mm-hmm. And she, she had zero self-confidence. And then she said, but one day I asked the Lord if he thought that I was beautiful and then I found Hope Beauty on Instagram. And mm. you reminded me that I don't have to put on makeup, to be beautiful, that the Lord finds me beautiful already. Makeup is just a fun accessory, no mm-hmm. different than putting on a necklace or a headband or painting mm-hmm. your nails a certain color.
1: Mm-hmm. How's the pageant world changing today?
0: I think that it's more necessary than ever. It, Like I said, I am a living proof that Miss South Carolina, the Miss America program is necessary for training up women. It's a great program to put your daughters in. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, there's many different organizations In the the pageant world, but in general, I still think that it's more necessary than ever because of the training you receive receive through it, because of the scholarship that's provided. Miss America is one of the world's largest scholarship providers to women in the world, and South Carolina leads the nation. We give Miss South Carolina every year a $60,000 scholarship just for winning Miss South Carolina. Then when she goes to Miss America, she earns more scholarships. So you earn scholarship for winning your local title. Mm -hmm. There's different scholarships you can apply to Mm -hmm. within the Miss America Foundation Mm -hmm. at the south carolina level so it it's the, the best program that i could recommend to a young woman who wants to succeed in any field
1: hmm. so what advice would you give to, to, to a girl today who's listening boy it sounds great i'm excited about what hope's doing she's really encouraging me about a makeup brand and how, how she leveraged uh the, the miss south carolina pageant how would they get involved in that if they wanted to
0: You can go to miss-sc.org if you're in South Carolina, and that will give you a list of all of the local preliminaries. Mm -hmm. They are closed out for this year, but you can go ahead and start preparing for next year if you want to enter into the pageant. Miss South Carolina Teen is, I think, ages 13 to 18. I might be wrong on that, and then Miss South Carolina is 18 to 28. So there's a big age window there. Basically, mm-hmm. if you're a young, single woman, you can enter into the pageant. Or it's a scholarship competition, I should say. Right. Um, but uh, it's, I can't recommend it enough. And, you know, if you're not into the pageant world, my advice to you is, you know, the Disney quote. If you can dream it, you can do it. You just have to be willing to put in all that hard work to make it happen.
1: Sure, sure, yep. sure. So, so what advice would you give to a, to a young woman who, who wants to be an entrepreneur?
0: You need to find your circle, and mm-hmm. those need to be, that needs to be your prayer circle. It needs to be people that you, have, you approach and you say, you know, you're already my friend. I already trust your advice. Mm-hmm. I need you to come alongside me and pray with me through this. Even if they are not the ones maybe may giving you um, maybe not. they're not the ones who are investing in your company. They're not the ones who are going to work for your company, but they are the ones who will encourage you. They're the ones who will go to bat for you in the spiritual realm. They're going to pray for you, and they're going to tell you what the Lord says. That is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that, you know, you can have all of the business people in, in your mm-hmm. life, but you still need that close-knit circle of people you can go to when you are truly discouraged. The days when you want to quit or the days where you're doubting yourself, and those people will build you back up.
1: Okay, great. So do, do, do you have any mentors? And if you do, uh, w- w- what do you look for in a mentor?
0: Someone who's honest and is going to give me that constructive criticism mm-hmm. while also not making me doubt myself. And okay. one of those people that has been my biggest mentor since I've moved home to South Carolina was the Lieutenant Governor, Pamela Evitt. Mm. In fact, when I first started Hope Beauty, I had you know my site's small, this is gonna be a small business, mm-hmm. I'm doing this on the side, and she said, no, Hope, your goal is airport vending machines like Kylie Jenner. And I was like, oh yeah, I hadn't even thought about having mm. airport vending machines. Mm-hmm. I hadn't dared to allow myself to dream that big, but Pam pushed me mm. to look beyond my limits And she's been one of my greatest encouragers. She connected me with you. So she's helped me along the way. Even when I first started the business, she sat me down on the floor of her um, beach house and she taught me how to do my own taxes. Oh, wonderful. She she has done everything for me um, from encouraging me to help me really set up the business.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. How was working in South Carolina politics? How how was that different than than, than working at, at, at the national level?
0: It was a lot slower. I'll, I'll, I'll give us that here. We don't do much in a rush around here. And, you know, it was a lot like just coming home. I knew a lot of the people in South Carolina, especially when I w- we would have trips up here to the upstate because this is where I'm from. And I think that I went from not one extreme to the other, but it was very different working for Donald Trump, who was not a politician, right. um, coming in coming in, you know, from the business world, being an entrepreneur, being a go-getter, and then coming home to South Carolina, where we still do things by the book around here, whereas President Trump, he would do everything but go by the book. He wanted something out of the box. And so I really had to change my thinking when I came back to offer, you know, when I was writing the governor's Mm. speeches. Mm. He didn't talk like Donald Trump, and that's who I was used to writing talking points for. So I really had to change my way of thinking to to fit into the Governor McMaster's office.
1: Interesting, interesting. So is there a takeaway w- w- when you're working with Trump? I mean, was, was there one or two things that, that, that you learned from him or, or observing him in action?
0: He, he did well to listen to people. He didn't mm-hmm. always take their advice, but he mm-hmm. did listen. And as a businesswoman, I think that that is that's something that I've taken with me is you can listen Mm. to all of the opinions, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to go with your own gut. Um, Some people may or may not agree with that. They say, Mm -hmm. well, he should have listened to the experts more. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, he was the president, he's the man in charge, and I'm the woman in charge of my business, so I can listen to people, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go with my own gut. And to not allow the opinions of other people to ever hold you back i mean he's the most criticized most hated man in the world basically mm-hmm. i mean just look at what's going on right now in the news with the stormy mcdaniel's um indictment i mean mm-hmm. he is still being harassed by the media to this day but he doesn't let him stop does, he doesn't let him stop him he just continues going There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be haters. There's going to be people who don't like Hope Beauty. They say that, you know, I'm profiting off the Bible that uh, one lady one time told me that I was a false prophet. They say that why do we need makeup if God already made us beautiful? And I'm like, you don't need makeup. That's my whole point. It's just for fun. And why not have fun and learn about the Bible at the same time? So you can't let those people hold you back. You can't let them make you doubt yourself. You have to trust Jesus in you. That's a lesson that I'm learning. um, And trust, the visions that he has given you and to prayerfully continue pursuing the path that he has laid out for you
1: wow so you're 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 entering a market you're a, you're a small producer of makeup it's mm-hmm. super exciting you you seem to have a clear vision of what you want to accomplish but how big is the makeup uh, how, how big is is the the, the market for, for, for your your type of makeup do you think
0: Well, I'd say that the majority of women in America wear makeup. I mean, even the majority of women in the world, everybody's got a tube of mascara in their drawer, even if it's just for special occasions. Mm -hmm. But my market is a little bit more niche than just the general market, which I think sets me apart from the very saturated beauty industry Mm -hmm. because there are hundreds and thousands of beauty and cosmetic lines these days. It's not Mm -hmm. a very hard industry to get into, which we talked about before. But what sets this apart is that I am the only brand that celebrates inner beauty that tells you that you don't Mm. actually need this product. It Mm -hmm. is just for fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I tell people women that, I see the look of relief cross their Mm. face. It's like, oh, thank you. You're not going to just try to push this product on me and sell it to me. Mm -hmm. You are trying to remind me of who I truly am in the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, so I see that relief cross their face, but then also I'm the only biblically inspired cosmetic line, and I think that people have really forgotten that 70 to 80 percent of America still believes in Judeo-Christian values, mm-hmm. and so this really markets to a, a population of our country that is really undermarketed to, because mm-hmm. we push, you know, everything but the Bible on people, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that it, this messaging really goes well well for women of faith, and even for women who maybe they've never heard of the Bible, but they hear about Rahab, or they hear about Mary in a way Mm -hmm. that they've never heard it before, Mm -hmm. maybe over, you know... Over lunch, because mm-hmm. you know uh, us women we, we love to go to lunch, but then we also love to reapply our makeup and we're always mm-hmm. talking about whatever cosmetics we're using mm-hmm. and the beauty treatments we've tried out. And so I can just picture two women going to lunch and one girl she pulls out that Rahab lip gloss or mm-hmm. whatever it is and she the girl compliments her, she said, Oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the girl who who believes in Jesus, she gets to share the gospel with this woman in a way that she's never heard it before, you know, just continue using Rahab as an example. A woman who lived a life of shame and of of sin, and probably a lot of self hatred and rejection from people because Rahab was a prostitute. In the Bible, she she probably really struggled with being an outcast in society. That's why she lived on the wall. She was as far away from society as she could get without being outside of Mm. the city altogether, because she still needed to be used um, by the men in the city. So, I think that it it gives an opportunity for women to hear the gospel in a way that they've never heard it portrayed to them Mm -hmm. before and in a very hands-on way that allows them to accept Jesus as their Savior and then also allow them to accept themselves at the same time.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. That's great. That's great. So, so as you know, we've talked about um, I'm giving away $30,000 uh, this year to to encourage entrepreneurism. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the side trying to give away capital, some some space in my office and and, and some mentorship and it's called the the, the $30,000 power up. Um, what, I mean, I, I know what it means to me to do that because I wanted to give back. I wanted mm-hmm. to help encourage entrepreneurism. I wanted to help to create jobs. But, but, but for somebody who, who's a listener, you, I mean, what is getting 10 dollars $15,000, dollars $30,000? What would that do to a person who's looking to start a
0: business? You know, the money is one thing, but the real thing that caught my eye was the mentorship mm-hmm. with you. As a young woman who just got into business, money, yeah, that's an obstacle. You need money to make money. But it was the mentorship, the office space to get mm-hmm. to work with you, to get to glean from the wisdom that you've earned throughout your years and, and your success too. That's what caught my eye. Um, when, when I got the call and somebody was telling me about your program, I was like, well, yeah, I could use the money, but I could really use someone telling me what the heck I need to do right. in this world of business because makeup I know and the messaging I know, but the business side of it, I still get down on myself. Even last night, I was, you know, getting ready for bed and I started to pray and I was like, "The Lord, um, All of a sudden I'm getting real self-conscious to go do this podcast in the morning because I really don't know. I went and watched a couple of uh, older episodes and it was a bunch of guys talking real business. And I was like, (laughs) he's going to ask me questions that I don't know, Lord. And all of a sudden I said... Holy Spirit, you're just going to have to tell me what to say. You're just going to have to give me the words to say. And he reminded me um, of what you wrote in your book about visions and having to partner with other people to Mm. make your vision come true. You're never going to have all of the resources. And it... He pointed me also to something that I used to say when I first started this business to encourage other women who wanted, or men who wanted to start their own business, was that if you've seen a gap in society, Mm -hmm. usually in business, you know, we see a gap and then we move to fulfill it. That's our niche, that's the market, and that's how we make Mm -hmm. the money. Mm -hmm. But in the same way, we can apply that to a kingdom mindset. If we see a gap in the business world as business people, just like a charity would, between what society has to offer. And what heaven's standards are, if the Lord has revealed this gap to you, He might just be calling you to stand in the gap and fill it and be the bridge between society and the Lord mm-hmm. and to pull those people in together. We don't just have to limit the church to business, uh, to the church to the four walls of the church, we can extend it into business, we can extend it into the entertainment industry like you've done by funding Christian films. It, it, there is no limit to God, and so we shouldn't limit him to different areas of our lives. He, can, he has full authority to come into any part of our lives, mm-hmm. um, which is why I gave him my business too. That's
1: fantastic. Okay, great. Where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, I mean think about five years ago, right? Where, where you were and, and where you are today, where do you see yourself in five years?
0: Well, right now I'm working my way to becoming the next Miss America. Uh, it's a okay. childhood dream that I've had. I actually always thought that I would graduate from college and then I'd win Miss America and then I'd go work at the White House. That used to be my five-year plan. Sure. And the Lord has kind of turned it backwards a little bit. Mm-hmm. He had me work at the White House first and I realize now that working at the White House will hopefully be my preparation for winning Miss America. So I'm currently Miss Greenville County. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Miss South Carolina in June. Mm -hmm. And hopefully if I win that, along with a $60,000 scholarship, I'll go compete at Miss America 2024. And from there, I'd love to go work for the next Republican president and take Hope Beauty as far as I can take it. I have several other different business ideas, Mm -hmm. um, all of which are related back to the Bible. Mm -hmm. I've just got to get Hope Beauty going first, and then I can get, get started on the rest of the empire I plan to build for the Lord. But right now, my next my next goal is to be Miss America.
1: Wow, that's exciting. Very Thank exciting. You. Wow. So how do you set goals?
0: I, I've set some pretty lofty goals for myself. I see that. I wanted to work mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry when mm-hmm. I was in high school, so I worked at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work in politics, so I worked at the White House. I want to be a You know, a beauty queen Mm -hmm. who impacts the, not just America, but the rest of the world. So I want to be Miss America. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned in my classes at Disney World, because I went through the college program, so they allowed Mm -hmm. us to take classes with Disney's top executives. They Mm -hmm. would come in and give us- sure little seminars. And I learned that at Disney World, when they go to add a new section of the park or they have a new idea that they want to do for any of Walt Disney World parks, that they go in with a sky's the limit approach. They do not set the budget first. They don't say, well, this is, you know, the amount of space that we have. They say, if we could do anything in the world, what would we do? And they start imagining, they draw out all the plans, they make it as big as they possibly can, and then they figure out everything else along the way. And that's kind of how I set my goals too. I'm gonna reach for the highest thing that I can, and I'll figure everything else out along the way. It's worked for me so far.
1: That's a great way to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you remember, we talked about my book, imagine you're dreaming as if you can't Mm -hmm. fail, and then don't allow negative thoughts to come in. So how do you fight back the negative thoughts?
0: With the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. Every morning you've got to put on your armor of God, that helmet of salvation to remember who you belong to, your breastplate of righteousness because living the Lord's way really will protect your heart. That's a lesson I had to learn the hard way several times. Your belt of truth buckled around your waist, the gospel of peace on your feet. You take up that shield of faith to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy, and then you pick up the sword of the Spirit and you go to battle with prayer. When I, you know, I am one who has struggled with all of the negative thoughts, a lot of self-hating thoughts. When I first started my makeup line, actually one of the lies that would pop up into my head all the time is, you are ugly inside and out. That Everyone's going to see through this. Everyone's going to know that you're not the good girl that you portray, that you're not really that good of a Christian, um, and truly you're ugly inside and out. There's nothing beautiful about you. And every time that lie would pop up, I would have the quiet voice of the Lord that would whisper back, you know, that's a lie hope, and you need to silence it. And so I would say, nope, the Lord has saved me. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. He's made me righteous, and he's washed me white as snow. Even when I make mistakes, I can still go back to him for help. And I know that he has made me altogether, lovely, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made by the Lord, and that he's given me this mission. And by golly, I'm not going to let anything convince me not to do it anymore, and I'm going to keep going until he tells me to stop. So you've got to take the thoughts captive and make them obedient to the Lord. Um, And it it's not prideful to have to get your confidence from the lord Um, we do have to operate in a certain sense of authority and confidence in order to fulfill the missions that the lord has given us whether that is a mother or a father um, going to the lord for help and saying you know i might I might have made mistakes, Lord, but I know that because of you, I'm going to be a good parent. I'm going to raise my children up in the way that they should go, and I'm going to rely on you to help me. Or um, even in business, saying, you know, I'm not the world's best businesswoman, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to rely on the Lord to help me and put me with the people that I need help with. So, you know, our confidence doesn't come from within, it comes from the Lord, but we do have to train our minds to be in line with His Word in order to tap into that confidence.
1: Great. Well, thank you. So, so Hope, with, 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 with your company, Hope Beauty, uh, how can my listeners l- learn more about it? And do you have a deal for us?
0: Yeah, you can go to HopeBeautyUSA.com to shop all of our products. I try to launch new products every single month as we're growing, so you'll be able to see that Sinai eyeliner coming out in the next, hopefully, month this spring. And then I will set a discount code on the website to give a little discount to any of the ladies who want to come check it out. We'll set it as stuttering your way to success.
1: Great, great. Well, thank you, Hope. And fantastic the fantastic having you on. You did a great job. Thank you so much. And and thank you for joining us for another episode of Studying Your Way Success with our special guest today, Hope Harvard.
0: Thank you.